Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, in the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined, as always, by Jihei Wiley, Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker. How are we doing, beautiful people? I mean, I'm just psyched to see Mr. Jake Dicker. I know, you weren't here yesterday. Jake is back. I know, it it was really awesome coming in the studio and just being like... I can't. I still. I'm dumbfounded that you're still even like in our presence right now. So awesome. I'm just psyched to see Jake. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's a. It's a great day. A great win last night by my 49ers. Um, and then yeah. I mean, it's still a long way to go. But. Oh yeah, and team shout looks out. Good. Shout out to uh, Duke. We did win last night as well. So didn't cover versus Belmont. No, we did not cover. Don't. Why don't did you bet, bet on, on that? Don't ever bet on Duke to cover. Ever. Um, yeah. No. It's great to be here. The 49ers. I'm, I mean, Colt McCoy, yes, but dominant on both sides of the ball last yep. night. Um, USA, one great half, one very mediocre oh, half. Um, so sure, we'll depressing. get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's just lose to England by less and hopefully beat her on by more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you have the lead that late in the game, you got to figure out a way to close it out. But uh, yeah, tough loss. But by the way, so Brandon, the rest of the country is really beginning to talk about what you've been talking about for quite some time. San Francisco, and really, when you look at their yeah. schedule, putting themselves in a position to kind of have this late run, and B, I don't know. I, I'll look at this up while we're talking. They're my team to go to the Super Bowl right now. Wow. Well, just because d- d- defense, not, you know, I know you love Jimmy G and they got all the stars on offense yeah. d- defensively. For, I think the third straight game, they didn't the, second the second shut, half shut. That's big. Massive. What did you see about this team during the course of the year? And again, you've seen this before, but they're coming on at just the right time. Yeah, I have to give props to my dad, Joel Deutsch, who said before the season, the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. This is our year. And I was like, okay, I hope so. I mean, this is when Trey Lance was the quarterback. Obviously, he's not the quarterback. And that's a whole different conversation. If Jimmy comes back, wins you the Super Bowl, what do you do with Trey Lance? I mean, they're still, they got, they kind of have to re-sign Jimmy, in my opinion, and trade and kind of bite the bullet and trade Trey Lance at this point. Um, if he keeps playing like this, again, tons of weapons, Arash. I actually, yeah, obviously, the defense is elite this is kind of the year they have to win because D'Amico Ryans is going to get hired as a head coach and then you don't know who's going to be the defensive coordinator next year and how dominant it's going to be it'll probably still be good their defense is always pretty good every year but D'Amico Ryans is really a special defensive coordinator going to be a great head coach just like Robert Saleh um and 
Look, yeah, their defense is great, but the weapons, man, they finally used George Kittle, two touchdowns. Ayuk only got two catches, but both touchdowns. He's been a stud this year. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, which has helped Jimmy G on those checkdowns when he doesn't have anything open. He'll just throw to Christian McCaffrey and get eight yards. That's really kind of expanded this offense. So, And Elijah Mitchell, yeah. top 10 running back last year in the NFL, doesn't even play much, right? So they have a ton of weapons. Roster-wise, they should go to the Super Bowl. I really don't see the Eagles having a better roster and that's a that's a miserable matchup if they play them in the playoffs for the Eagles because you know Niners number one run defense in the league force Jalen Hurts to pass if they get two turnovers they win that football game right yeah. so they're a terrible matchup for everyone in the NFC what I'm nervous about is if we were great and we somehow come out of the NFC and you know they're your pick to go to Super Bowl hopefully that happens if we play the Chiefs we got absolutely drilled by the Chiefs in week what was that week five or so week six yeah. week six and that's a team I just hope the, the Dolphins, Bengals, somebody, Bills, knocks them out early on because that's going to be a tough matchup. There's no way we beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, real quick. So when this show got picked up in Las Vegas, one of the big points for me was that this is the center of the sports world, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. And I always thought there was one event that should be held in Las Vegas that has not been held there because of the whole sports gambling, sports wagering, and things like that. The final four. The word comes down today, 2028, Las Vegas will be the host of the Final Four, which, by the way, next year they are getting a Western Regional. So for years and years and years, college would not have any tournaments, not just basketball. They wouldn't have gymnastics. They, they wanted nothing to do with Las Vegas. That's now done. What an amazing moment for Las Vegas, a year from now, hosting the Super Bowl 2028, hosting the Final Four. I mean, way to finally come back to reality that people are betting on everything. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's just the reality of of this world that, that we're living in right now that everybody is... Prior, prior to everything being legalized, like everything, everybody is betting on sports. Yeah. It just it is what it is. People, whether it's fantasy, baseball, football, basketball, whether it's you know physically going and getting your ticket, whether it's doing it online, everybody, whether it's through a bookie illegally, um, everybody's doing it. And yeah. so, to, why not get a piece of the pie? Yeah, right. I, I mean, I I just I don't understand this. I still don't understand why California didn't pass, you know, um, certain laws as well, but. Get a piece of the pie, and everybody will be happy. It's it's. I I feel like it's just it's beneficial on both ends. Yeah. To yeah. To, to just have this legal and just have it out there, and good for Vegas for finally getting that final forbid. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jake, what's the over under? You think when <laughs> California passes a prop similar I, to twenty seven? I, I mean, it, it it got shut down pretty by pretty significant close. margin. Yeah, I mean, they, they have yeah. to, the, the props can't be so convoluted. And Well, it was also the confusion with the Native Americans putting up, you know, was that 26? 26 versus yeah, 27, yeah. People yeah. just voted no on everything. I, I think personally with Prop 27, I think that would pass if you didn't <laughs> and we're we're getting we're getting into that kind of like the political um, aspect, which I don't really want to get into, but By the way, 20, just, I mean, it was both parties, because I, I got that too. Like, oh, this is a the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, it, when you lose that handily, it wasn't close. So, no, like, it was not. Yeah, yeah, no. But um, but I, I personally think you know if they made it a concrete, like this is how much is going to yeah. this this sector. This is how much is going to FanDuel, DraftKings, etc. Then it wouldn't have been so much of a 
heck no, we are not going to have yeah. this. Yeah. You know, um, this pass. I think that it'll pass when you guys have grandchildren. That's when I think it's going to pass. No. Hmm. It'll, it'll before happen. then, it'll yeah. I don't think so. I think I think there's a lot of conservatives too much money. I, I get but that. I don't think it's like it's a cons- it's the, both of the props had just a, a ton going on there that had nothing to do with sports gambling. So, um, listen, I hope you're wrong. She's generally right about Me these too. things. The, I hope I'm wrong too. At, at the beginning of the pandemic, she's like, "No, this is going to last like two and a half more years." Yeah. I'm like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> and here she is. No, but. Um, this is a great moment for Las Vegas. College football championship will be there. College basketball will will be, will be there. This is just a good time to be a sports fan. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think Vegas, I mean, Vegas forever has been at the center of the sports world, even though there weren't sports physically present there, which just seemed odd and like they were trying to ignore it. Well, you know, whatever. But now, you know, it started with the, the Aces and the Knights. Uh, the Raiders are there now. There's going to be, there's a minor league baseball team. There's going to be, a, you know, whether it's the the A's or the Rays, someone's moving out of somewhere, probably ends up in Vegas. We'll get an NBA team there too. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's good for sports. It's, it's where the money is anyways. The so, Rays should so, so move to Vegas or Oakland. Uh, Oakland's going to move right to Vegas. Someone's Oakland's going to move to Vegas, but that, that, that's because you're never going to get public funding for a, a, a new stadium in the state of California. It's just so hard. So, um, yeah, because nobody wants to pay for it. Well, no one wants to pay for it. And, and I, and I get it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, isn't that also why San Diego just lost the, yeah. lost the Chargers? Well, it's and, and it's not, not entirely, about the fans. I, yeah. and I always caution people. It's not because of the fan support. You're never going to get pub- public funding for a stadium. And, and so in, in San Diego, had they come together and figured things out and said, listen, if we build a stadium, we'll not only keep the Chargers, we'll have the Super Bowl, the Final Four, and all these events. Well, I was going to ask this, Arash, because we saw the NFL in Mexico City last night. Yeah. Huge fan base for the 49ers. Huge sports... A lot, a lot of sports fans in Mexico City. There's been rumors about a possible NBA team in Mexico yeah. City, and I know Seattle and Vegas would be the two that I would think, like off the bat. Uh, you know, some even people are talking about Vancouver and stuff like that. Although I think the whole uh, you know, country of Canada is like really in on the Raptors right now, and maybe they don't need another team. But what are your thoughts there with the passion of sports fans in Mexico City possibly yeah. getting an NBA team? That was a hot. Uh, topic for some time because I, I, I kept on talking about <clears throat> Seattle or Las Vegas. I think Seattle and Las Vegas make the most sense. They would like to expand. They would love to expand, but I think at the end of the day, the two markets that make the most sense, Seattle, because the way that they well, screwed that up. It's a huge basketball city, too. Massive. They should have never should've not never had left. a basketball team. So Seattle and then Las Vegas, I think that happens by... I don't know, 2028, 2029, I would some think, point. Yeah, I would think that that would happen prior to, right? Any yeah. team going into They Mexico. love Mexico City. They have games there. They have preseason games there. They've had games during the season there. That being said, I don't think that they put a team there before Seattle and before Las Vegas. Speaking of the NBA, the Lakers are back, in, uh, back on the court. They will play the Phoenix Suns tonight. And the question is, can this run continue? Can this winning streak that they are on, can it continue? Brandon, I'm going to begin with you. Mm-hmm. Can it continue? Uh, it's going to be tough. We'll see what this team is made of tonight. Um, I don't think that 
look, there's there's always going to be some pessimism from from my point of view after seeing this team start off two and ten. And yeah, they've looked like a different team over the past three games, but they've played like junior varsity teams. Like the Nets were terrible when they played them. San Antonio has the worst net rating in basketball, thirtieth last. With they, even though their record is six and twelve, they should be the, the talent wise. They're probably the worst team in the NBA. Um, and then you know you beat the Pistons, who are arguably also the worst team in the NBA, right? Yeah. So those are three gimme games, and it's great because the Lakers weren't able to beat bad teams before then either and they're finally beating the bad teams beating a good team like the Suns I know Chris Paul is out um, you know Anthony Davis is going to need to have a huge game we'll see I really love the Lakers when they have Austin Reeves playing point guard and I know a lot of people are saying oh you know LeBron's going to come back he's going to have the ball in his hands Reeves has flourished averaging 15 points per game you know five assists over this three game span when he's had the ball in his hands and he's been playing great defense so we'll see what happens whether LeBron plays or not tonight and uh, you know I don't expect them to win I'm expecting a loss I expect them to get to five and eleven but hopefully Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, but Booker always kills him like 40 points every time he plays the Lakers. Yeah, um, Brandon. Brandon's been really vocal about the fact the Lakers haven't beaten good teams, and when you look at it, he's right. Um, Suns eight and one at home. Lakers zero and five on the road. Yeah. Um, they've they, you know three in a row. Great. I don't I don't think it gets to four in a row. I think tonight is a game. You know, Lake, Lakers are always terrible on national television. Also, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. It's usually just because they're playing better teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, that makes it look yeah. be worse, but. The, the the amount of national TV games the Lakers have been embarrassed in over the last year and a half is is climbing, um, and and unfortunately I wouldn't be surprised if tonight was was another one of those. Yeah, yeah. GA, what about you? Do you got the Suns or the Lakers tonight? I, I mean, come on, come on, my guy. Got, it's obviously it's going to be the Suns. You know, um, no no LeBron. Even though I I do They've love this well younger core. LeBron. Yeah, even though this I do like this younger core, and I I do love. I'm I'm all about um, bringing kids on the come up, right? So yeah. like um, Austin Reeves, love that kid. I think that he deserves a chance. Obviously, he's earned that chance to be um, to to lead this team at the current moment in time without LeBron. But yeah, I, I just don't think that they have they have enough of the right stuff to. Uh, Oh, what about the Clippers? And I want to discuss them because... <laughs> yeah, no, you were, wow, you guys actually want to talk about No, them? no, because that was a huge, <laughs> huge win last night without Paul George and virtually without Kawhi Leonard, who didn't look too good, uh, even though he played, right? I mean, yeah. they beat the number one team in the West so far. I mean, you say what you want about Utah. They're top five in offensive rating, top like 13 in defensive rating. Lori Markkinen's been an all-star this season. They play beautiful basketball. They move the ball very well. They're a good basketball team. And the Clippers beat them with Norman Powell being on his game. Are we kind of putting the cart ahead of the horse right now? Because it's still relatively early. We're only like, what, uh, less than 20 games in? Yeah, but Utah's a good basketball team. No, I'm not debating that. And they're a good regular season basketball yeah, team. Yeah, we Let's know they're not, not going to do anything in the playoffs. They have no yeah. they have guys who have no experience in the playoffs. That usually doesn't bode well. The NBA is weird this season. It's the most competitive it's ever been. But once that postseason comes in, in April and May, we're going to see the same guys, Giannis, Tatum, Luka, you know, probably Paul George and Kawhi, if they're healthy, dominate playoff series. We're not going to see as good as Shea Gilgis-Alexander is, guys Guys like that, Laurie Markinen, they just don't have the experience to flourish in the big stages yet. I'm not saying it's impossible, but and we're going to see Chris Paul choke again, right? Like it's death taxes and all that happening. It's probably going to happen. And that's just, it's going to get back to consistency then. Still, granted, 
the Jazz are a good basketball team. And that was a huge win for the Clippers. No Paul George. And they Norman Powell's been it. balling. Norman Powell's been so yes, good over the past couple balling. of games. Yeah, they definitely needed that kind of that boost, right, for that team because I don't think that they've been they've really been given that kind of like uh, I guess umph is a better word of saying. I don't yeah. know how to how to how to say but it. But they're, like that. they're a half game back out of number one in the Western Conference. Right now, again, it's early. It's early, but in. it's hilar- It's crazy how you know the Warriors and Clippers were awful after week one, and now they're both starting to win basketball games. I know the Warriors didn't play their starters and got you know absolutely killed by the Pelicans last night, but those teams. If, if, if we're looking at the standings in three weeks, maybe the Warriors and Clippers are back toward the top, right, Jake? Yeah, but I mean, the West right now is such a cluster. I mean, the number one, Utah's at the top right now in 12-7. and seven. The Timberwolves are 9-8 and eight at number 10. They're two games back. And they're terrible. The you watch so, the Timberwolves I play? Mean, in, yeah, but I mean, my point is, in, in, in two weeks, these entire standings look entirely different. People, yeah. Teams are going to be flying up, flying yeah. down, um, because no one's really separated themselves from the pack All yet. I'm saying Everyone's is I'm impressed kind of with the beating Clippers. Beating up on each other. Yeah, no, I, the Clippers are, looks, I mean, if they're healthy, looking like they're starting to turn a little bit of a corner. I mean, I, I think you guys also have to take into consideration that this team, even without Kawhi and without Paul George... They're a really good cohesive unit with one another. They just need to find their groove. They need to figure it out w- without them. And th- that's yeah, the I mean, unfortunate part is that they're very dependent with, on them. Without Kawhi and without Paul George. I mean, I no, think I they can uh, be a, you know, a play-in team. But, but they're not even yeah. playing like themselves in their winning, which yeah. is a great sign. And it, it's I, Ty Lue, like we talked about him a year ago. He didn't really get much push. But, I mean, he's a coach of the year candidate. He's Always. One of the top five coaches in the league. And they have an elite defense. Yeah, the offense though. There's that joke. Will the Clippers ever score over a hundred points in a basketball game? Like, the, the, sometimes their offense looks so bad. Yesterday it looked good. Norman Powell's been huge. He needs to continue to play super well. Speaking of the standings, and we just touched on them. I mean, I, the Lakers are five and ten. Wouldn't be shocked if if they found something here and they're a playoff team again. That, that's it. I'm not talking about a championship contending well, team, but. Well, if, a, it depends what they do. Um, if Anthony Davis continues to play like this, and I don't think it's sustainable. Hopefully it is. Hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully he continues to be MVP Davis, but in bubble Davis, like he's looked the past couple games. But I just have a feeling when LeBron comes back, you know, they're not going to get Davis the ball as much. You know, he's going to be passive, aggressive, or passive, you know, going to the hoop yeah. and stuff like that, not taking over. LeBron's going to be a ball hog. And... You know, realistically, LeBron should be playing off ball, but he's not shooting well enough to play off ball this year. He's 23.9% from three. So at this point, I wouldn't rush LeBron back. The team's in a rhythm. exactly. But you're right, Arash. If Davis continues to play super well in their defense, which is now back up to ninth in defensive rating, which is huge because they were second, dropped to like 25th, and now they're back to ninth. And yes, the offense has issues. It's slowly improving. It's possible that they are win a playoff series and get into the playoffs. Oh, it's possible yeah. if Davis plays like that, but it's still early. Yeah. We have to see consistency from Davis, right, Jake? Yeah, the Lakers. The Lakers just need to finish as one of the top ten teams in the West. As long as you get to the dance, even if it's the play-in, yeah. when you have LeBron James on the floor, when you have Anthony Davis on the floor, you, you can win on any given night. A lot has to go right, obviously, but just just get there. Same thing with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Like the Clippers, that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard could look bad the whole year, yeah. and you get into a playoff series, and then Kawhi turns oh, on. Oh, 100%. That you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, exactly. But here's the, here's the question Does that happen? With the Clippers, I think it does. 
I, I'm, I'm talking about both teams. No, I don't think the Lakers <laughs> win a playoff series this year. Not yeah. at all. No. 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 I'm, Probably I'm not, but I'm no. saying, like, if Davis continues to play like this, I'm not saying he will. It's possible it's that they make the playoffs and but win I'm a playoff so series. But I'm so glad he's shown these glimpses because, again, this season we've been talking about this guy perhaps not being a top 20 player, and I'm like, I know it's still in him. Yeah. I mean, two years ago he was a top five player in the league. So, and just to know he's doing this while dealing with injuries, exactly. too. I mean, I, he's he's being tougher than we think. We're, we've always talked about him being soft. and so yeah. I mean, He's playing through a back injury, and he's dominating. Yeah. So props, hats off to him. He's playing great basketball. Hopefully he keeps it up against the Suns. USA, uh, yesterday, Tie. guys, in the World Cup, um, your thoughts on that guy, game? Did uh, Listen, they didn't lose. It was a draw. At the end of the game, though, I mean, that was not a great second half. I'm not saying that they were lucky to come away tied 1-1, but it, I don't know. It, not, not the worst result, I guess. I have a question for you, yeah. um, and, I, and I think I know the answer to this because it's what I would have done. Would you have kept in Giovanni and not pulled him? I, it, like, did that make sense to anybody? Jake, what are your thoughts there? Um... I, I don't know. I mean, it just for me, the entire game, the second half just felt like, like, like we were trying to to win one well, nothing even, and not put a exactly. Second. It yeah. was it was it was let's let's make sure that Wales doesn't score, opposed to let's go put another ball. I mean, in even the players game out of reach. Even the players were saying terrible game management by the coach. You know, yeah, I think that I mean, that's, it's attributed to that. They were up one nothing. They kind of played played the prevent. You know that we see in every sport when you're up and it didn't work out well. Yeah, and Walker Zimmerman got a little too aggressive in the box, and you know. Stuff happened. I mean, it was, it was, I I don't think people realize, like I expected the U S to get into the top 16. It's not looking good right now. I mean, they should have beaten Wales for sure. But here's the thing. If you kept, if you kept this stud of a mid, of a midfielder in, we wouldn't have, will we even be having this conversation about the prevent? You know what I mean? Like, so that's what, that's, that's why I'm asking the question. And your pick. Brandon did not look good today. Argentina, yeah, <laughs> we looked awful. <laughs> well, listen, a long, a long tournament still left ahead of us. I'm excited for that. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by the sports god, Dave Smith, when we return on the Mighty Year 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090. The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now and join our good friend, the sports god, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? 
Hey, what's up, Arash? What's up, everyone? Not much, Dave. Okay, we've been talking about USC for quite some time. Yeah. Now they really put themselves in the driver's seat in a position to play in this college football playoff. Really, Dave, two wins from that goal. Your thoughts going into this big game Saturday at the Coliseum? Well, USC is in good position right now. I think if they went out, they're going to make it and get into that uh, Final Four. It's going to be either USC or the Michigan-Ohio State loser. Uh, boy, I, I just think uh, that the committee will reward a Pac-12 champion over a team with one loss that doesn't make even their conference championship game. So I think USC is in pretty good shape. But, Alas, as you know, there's a lot of football left to be played. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Notre Dame is probably the most improved team in the country. It's, it's hard to believe how well they're playing right now after that horrendous start they had losing to Marshall earlier in the year. And then, of course, the Pac-12 championship game. It's against my Oregon Ducks if... And boy, is that a big hit. We get by Oregon State this weekend. And Oregon State might be the most underrated team in the country. Eight wins. They probably should have beaten USC earlier in the year. I mean, they beat them up and down the field for 58 minutes. But that Oregon State team is good. I could see them beating Oregon on Saturday. That is possible, uh, Dave. I wanted to ask you, Caleb Williams' Heisman odds went up. He's now the favorite in some places, or is it all places? I think it's in some. I think some still have C.J. Stroud um, as the favorite. If he has good performance, against Notre Dame and Oregon or Oregon State and wins or Washington, whoever they play in the Pac-12 title game. Does Caleb Williams win the Heisman with USC at 12-1? and I think if they went out, he's got to win the Heisman. He's been so great this year. And, uh, and I think uh, I think we talked about this last week. He'd be the first quarterback taken in the draft if he were eligible to come out this year. What a playmaker. This guy is sensational. But but if they lose the Notre Dame uh, and they don't play well, or if they lose in the Pac-12 championship game, then you look at Stroud. Maybe what about Max Duggan at TCU? I mean, uh, how many, six come from behind victories this year on an undefeated team? Uh, I think he should get some consideration as well. Yeah, Dave, I wanted to ask you about the moves that the Angels have made so far this offseason, signing Tyler Anderson and acquiring Gio Urshela in a trade with the Twins. Nothing that's going to put them over the top uh, per se, but some some big depth moves. What are your thoughts there? That, that helps him a little bit. It's certainly, in my opinion, not enough to get him over the top and not to get him uh, to be championship contenders, but I guess it's a step in the right direction. But the biggest thing, uh, if Artie Marino sells the team, I think that, and cleans out every single person in that front office and starts fresh, I, I think that's the best thing they, they could do. So what's the latest that Artie sell on the team? I know uh, he said he was going to put him up for sale a couple of months ago, but I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, I, no one knows. I think they'll probably enter next season with Artie still. The owner, obviously, they're operating with him as the owner this offseason. Whether he sells the team or not, it's a long process. And that hurts the Angels and their chances of re-signing Otani. They're not going to trade him, and it could be one of those situations where they ride it out and he signs elsewhere and they get nothing for him, which would suck. At the same time, Dave, I wanted to bring up the 49ers because they are in Mexico City last night. 82% 49er fans there. Dominant win over a terrible Cardinals team because they didn't have Kyler Murray. Um, you know, not saying Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy has looked at times better than Kyler Murray at times this season. Let's be real. I mean, Kyler Murray stays in the pocket too long. Hasn't had a great year by any means. Nonetheless, what did you see from this Niners team for the rest of the season that you think could possibly lead them to a Super Bowl? 
in my opinion, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, at least on paper and at least talent-wise. The best offensive lineman in the NFL and Trent Williams. Uh, Jimmy G, uh, I-, I think, gets unfair criticism. I think you and I agree on this. The, the guy is a winner. Took the 49ers to a Super Bowl, and then uh, they were an interception away from going back last year. And the criticism he gets for that Super Bowl, 49ers were up 10 in the fourth quarter. The defense is who let him down. They gave up two touchdowns late to Patrick Mahomes. So I think he can get you to a Super Bowl and can win it. Now the addition of Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, uh, you know, all pros all over that defense. And, 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 you know, I don't like the coach. I think that's the, that's the Achilles heel. That's the problem here. But, this team, I think without question, is the most talented team in the NFL. Okay, and what about the Clippers? Last night, um, you know, they beat the Jazz, who were first in the Western Conference without Paul George, virtually without Kawhi Leonard, uh, as, you know, he didn't look... I mean, he played good defense, but offensively he hasn't looked himself. Now they're a half game back out of first in the Western Conference. Norman Powell's been playing great. What do you see from the Clippers that uh, you have some hope that they could get out of the Western Conference this year? I don't think they can get out of the West. I like the team and I like the depth, but with Kawhi with a knee injury, you know, every time he gets out there and tries to play again, the knee swells up and it's not quite right. And uh, yeah, I don't think they can get out of the West, but I like this Clippers team and I like the depth. And but that West is there for the taking, though. I, I don't think anybody believes in Utah that they're going to hang on and be the number one seed in the West. In fact, they've kind of fallen back to the pack a little bit in recent weeks. Uh, uh, but New Orleans is only a game out as a six seed right now. That That's a team. I think they've only lost one game all year uh, when they had everybody out there playing and they were fully healthy. So I like this Pelicans team as maybe a dark horse to come out of the West. And uh, By the way, we talked about this last week. Uh, are the Lakers better without LeBron on this three-game <laughs> winning streak? They look great. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I think we all can kind of agree with that, that they're on this this phenomenal role right now without LeBron. Um, Dave, I wanted to switch over to um, something that only happens once every four years. The World Cup um, happened yesterday, um, and U.S. Uh, ended in a draw. I wanted to know, do you believe that if maybe they kept uh, Giovanni uh, Reina in, if maybe this team would have actually won and been maybe even would have gone up a goal, like 2, two to nothing, or was this all coaching? Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why he didn't play. Um, the, 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 that's a big mystery here. And also, um, we looked great in the first half. I watched that game uh, yesterday. First 45 minutes, we looked great. We're up one to nothing. Probably should have been more. Let me kind of uh, put the brakes on and play defense in the second half. They should have stayed aggressive and tried to get that second goal that would have put the game away. I'm, I kind of have that philosophy all the time about staying aggressive and, and keep trying to score and keep putting pressure on it. I hate it when you when you play not to lose and go back into a defensive shell, and that's exactly what happened as we wound up with a draw yesterday. And Dave, Argentina, one of the biggest upsets ever. Saudi Arabia, no one thought was good. Maybe the worst team in the World Cup uh, from a lot of people's perspective. They beat Argentina. Messi had a goal, but the team lost. They were the odds-on favorite in a couple of sports books. What do you? What are your thoughts there? Do they recover? Well, they'll probably still be okay. Um, you know, it's, it's not. They're not eliminated. It's still the opening round, and if they can get another win or a draw, maybe they move on to the second round. Remember, in 1990, Argentina was upset by Cameroon, a huge upset in the first round, and they wound up going all the way to the final. So. Not a disaster, maybe a wake-up call for Argentina. Absolutely. All right, Dave, what about the other teams in the NFL? If you had to rank, I know I asked you this question last week, rank the five best teams in the NFL right now. I know you think the Niners are number one. Who are the other four? 
Um, well, I think the 49ers have the most talent without question. Uh, well, you got to go Buffalo, um, Kansas City, the 49ers, uh, Philadelphia at 9-1, and one, and Dallas, I'd say, after that 40-3 to three win. I think the Giants are kind of a fraud team, uh, as are the Vikings. So those are the five I would go with. But I would certainly watch out for Tampa Bay now. <laughs> Notice, since the divorce, Tom Brady's playing the best football of the season. He's gone 2-0 and here. and play, Now that he's got that anchor off his back and, and he's free to play and uh, without the distractions, he's playing, he's playing much, much better. Uh, I mean, the last thing he needed was Giselle in the house giving him ultimatums and threatening him with the kids and uh, <laughs> and all these and all these distractions. So hey, notice how much better he's playing now in the two game winning streak since uh, since he got the divorce. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Aaron Judge was in San Francisco meeting with the Giants. Yep. Obviously, I think that would be a great fit. But the Dodgers they want him very bad. I'm sure every team wants him very bad. Where do you think he signs? Do you think the Giants have a legitimate shot to sign him? I think he signs with the Giants if they outbid everybody. Now, I don't know, do, do they have the money to do it? And how high will teams go uh, for, for Aaron Judge? Uh, is it going to take $400 million, $500 million? Uh, it's, it's an interesting question. You know, that's where he's from. He grew up what, east of San Francisco, right, um, uh, toward the central part of California. So, And he grew up a Giants fan, so he'd probably be very happy there. And remember, in 1993, Nobody thought Barry Bonds would sign with the Giants. They were a bad team. Uh, Candlestick Park was a graveyard. The wind's blowing in all the time. Uh, it's going to cost him probably 100 to 200 home runs in his career. And yet he signed there anyway because uh, his father played for the Giants and Willie Mays was his godfather. So yeah, who, I would say the Giants are probably the front runners. Uh, how high did that? Uh, certainly the Yankees will resign him. They have the most money. If But do they want to and do they want to go that high? That's the question. It's particularly, we saw how bad he was in the postseason this year so how high do the Yankees want to go Dave the Dodgers just non-tendered Cody Bellinger he is officially a free agent uh kind of cutting that tie and they've also been linked uh rumored to, to uh, who Justin Verlander and Jacob deGrom two veteran pitchers um deGrom on a shorter deal uh Verlander potentially ending his career as a Dodger do you think they end up with either of those guys and what do you think about the decision on Bellinger's contract well, that's what happens when you hit 165 and 210, right? In back-to-back years, and I'm sure uh, after that MVP year he had, he's kind of fallen off a cliff. So I'm kind of not surprised that they did that with him. Um, or the Verlander thing, you turn back the clock a little way. Remember, the year that the Astros beat the Dodgers in the World Series, what was that, in 2017 or 2018? 2017. The Dodgers, had, the Dodgers had a deal done and agreed to to trade for Justin Verlander. He was coming to the Dodgers, and at the last minute, some of those, uh, some of those Harvard guys with the acne and the pocket protectors up there in the front office. So, well, you know, he's getting into his mid to late thirties, a little bit of a drop off the last couple of years in Detroit, and 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 they and they stopped at the last second, didn't sign him. They probably would have won the World Series that year. And he's kind of the Tom Brady of baseball. Look how great he's been since that trade. So maybe they can right the wrong and bring him in here. But well, how damage did that do to the organization not pulling the trigger on that deal back in 20, 2018? Well, also, what about the Jordan Alvarez trade? Uh, that, you know, the infamous Jordan Alvarez trade where the Astros were like, we want Alvarez. And they're like, which Alvarez? They wanted to, Dodgers wanted to give them the other Alvarez. And then they're like, no, we want Jordan. And they're like, okay, sure. And they, they gave him Jordan Alvarez. The rest is history, obviously. that that The Dodgers make a lot of great deals. It was one of the awful deals they made. Right, Dave? Yeah, 
I think I think Arash and I are old enough to remember uh, the Dodgers giving away a 21-year-old Pedro Martinez in a deal because they they thought they thought it they thought it 150. Tommy Lasorda said at the time at 150 pounds he won't be able to physically hold up to a major league season. So uh, yeah, we're we old enough to remember that one too. Man. Speaking of really bad deals, uh, Dave. So I'm watching the first game of the World Cup. Iran doesn't look that good. I I, I have to maybe like adjust our uh, deal. That's oh, oh, kidding. <laughs> I'm surprised that Ross showed up to work. I thought he might have a six to two. Oven Come on! Game. I mean, listen. I know we're gonna lose, but six to two. We gotta do a little bit better than that. But we'll, we'll, no, Iran. I, I, yeah. Ross, I heard a conspiracy theory yesterday. I want to know if you think there's anything to this. All right. Once they got behind. They started giving up goals on purpose to screw the United States in goal difference. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's right. That's kidding. USA, come on, Arash. Yeah, Number kidding. one. That's kidding. Best country in the world, baby. Uh, all right, Dave. How will this college football playoff go? So it looks like Georgia's pretty much in there. Big game, obviously, this weekend. Ohio State. And uh, Michigan, who are the four teams that you think will be playing in the college football playoff? Uh, I think it's going to be um, – I think TCU and USC are going to win out. So I, I oh, think it's man. going to be – I think it's going to be Georgia, TCU, uh, USC, and who would be the fourth? Ohio State. Ohio State oh, well, No, I like Michigan to win that game Saturday, so I'm going Michigan. So uh, I, I think Ohio State's defense isn't any good. If you saw that Maryland game and – Remember that Michigan Ohio State game last year? That those Ohio State defensive linemen were getting blown off the ball every play. So I think Michigan can run the ball on them and physically dominate them up front, especially if Blake Corum plays. So I like Michigan on Saturday. So I think it's going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. And if USC's that four seed, that's bad news because they will get absolutely hammered yeah. by two or three touchdowns if they play Georgia in the first round. I, I love Caleb Williams. I like the USC offense. Defensively, they're not very good. But they're not going to run up and down the field and score 40 points on Georgia. That, that, that's going to be a, a boat race if USC has to play them. And Dave, I wanted to ask you, Jimmy G's been balling this year. I know he has weapons. They call, they're calling him Himmy G. You know, uh, his teammates <laughs> love him. What do they do in the offseason? Do they trade Trey Lance? They re-sign Jimmy? Uh, I think they're going to stick with Trey Lance. Uh, Maybe if they go to the Super Bowl and win it, and Jimmy G is awesome, maybe they cut a new deal with him. But I think the plan stays the same, unfortunately. that They don't want to sign him to a new deal for huge money. Uh, They traded all those draft picks to go up to number three to get Trey Lance. Uh, I think that's going to be the plan moving forward uh, where Jimmy G gets traded in the offseason here and and they keep Lance. Dave, Dave, I got a question for you here. If Assuming Georgia's in the playoff, if TCU wins out and is an undefeated Big 12 champ, if USC wins out, Clemson wins out, and Ohio State wins out, so you have yeah. you have an undefeated Big Twelve champ, an undefeated SEC champ, an undefeated uh, Big Ten champ. You have one loss ACC champ Clemson and one loss uh, Pac twelve champ USC. Who gets in and who gets left out? USC gets in, I would think, because Clemson lost thirty five to twelve to an unranked Notre Dame team. That that's a really bad loss. USC had a a one point loss on a two point conversion to a team ranked in the top ten in Utah. That that's a much better loss. I think Clemson's eliminated, to be honest with you, unless they get a lot of help and everybody loses this weekend. So I'm going Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC as my final well, four. But again, 
There's a lot of football left to be played here. Also, if USC beats Notre Dame, Notre Dame destroyed Clemson. So that kind of ruins their case, yeah, that too, helps. right? I didn't think about that. That definitely helps. With a win, and I'm really surprised at how, yeah. I'm really surprised how good Notre Dame looks. If you saw them at the beginning of the year, especially that Marshall game, I mean, Coach Freeman looked like he was in over his head. Uh, this is one of the worst Notre Dame teams ever. The turnaround from them, they're really looking good right now. This is going to be a tough game for USC this weekend. What are they going to have to do to win, Dave? Well, they got it. It's in the Coliseum, right? The yep. game yes. here. Uh, Notre Dame's not great defensively. I just don't think Notre Dame has enough firepower. USC will outscore them and, and win the game. But now, this is typical of a Lincoln-Riley team. A lot of points, a lot of creative offense, great quarterback play, and zero defense. <laughs> Just like the USC-UCLA game. looked like a couple of high school defenses out there last night. Fun to watch, but nobody playing any defense. Dave, this is a big weekend in not just college football, but you got the World Cup. you got a ton of events yep. happening, and you're back on the airwaves. Tell the people, again, <laughs> on the Mightier 1090, we used to hear you for years – Tell people how they can tune in. Well, um, Austin, hopefully you'll be uh, you'll start being a guest again. You Love were one of my that. favorite guests coming on back in the day. Uh, uh, CBS Sports Radio. I will be on Saturday, eleven to three, eleven a.m. to three p.m. in the middle of college football Saturday, exactly. in the middle of the day. So I'm I'm going to be doing a lot of things for them, uh, fill in wise at first, and hopefully a permanent position coming up. But uh, you know, who who knows. Who knows? Maybe it'll get picked up on the Mightier 1090 roster. So it's on there before. That'll be a dream of mine. Pick up the show. Would love that. Uh, Dave, we, we just found out today, Las Vegas is finally getting the men's Final Four. Obviously, way down the line, 2028. But, Dave, I mean, finally, Las Vegas getting all these really big events. You know, for years, they could not host any college championship. Whether it was, uh, you know, golf or swimming or basketball, now they're getting the crown jewel, Dave. You know, Ross, you and I have talked about this for years. We were regulars there for the fights and events yeah. back in the day going to Las Vegas. And the fact that no professional franchise or Final Four would ever put uh, anything in Las Vegas because of, uh, quote, unquote, the gambling, uh, uh, the, the stink of gambling associated with the city. And we tried to tell it, it is so silly and so stupid and just backwards thinking. And, Ross, you know as well as anybody, Las Vegas keeps more games on the up and up and straight and uh, and unfixable more than any city in the United States. You think Vegas wants fixed games where they're going to get killed and lose money in their casinos? Uh, if, if there's any improprieties ever, and it's always been that way, in the gambling patterns, they're the first ones to call the FBI and start an investigation. They're the last group of people who wants to, who wants fixed games because they lose a lot of money. So it's been ridiculous. They should have had sports franchises and Final Fours years ago. Exactly, David. I think that's what people forget is that when it is legal, it is regulated. And so if there's a yeah. massive bet, I mean, people know about that. It's not happening in some back room or or something along those lines. So you're 100% right, Dave. I mean, and, and that's why you're going to be seeing them, you know, not just get the National Football League. They'll, they'll get all the pro teams. And Ross, you know how they make money. They don't want fixed games. They want half the money coming in on one side, half the money coming in on the other, yeah. and they collect the 10% VIG on the losses. That's how they make their money. The last thing they want is a fixed game. Exactly. And no one knows that quite as well as Jihei. Jihei Wiley knows, <laughs> knows that quite well. Um, all right, Dave, last question. What is the game you are most looking forward to this week? And again, when you are on the air on CBS this week, and again, a lot going on, what is the one game you will be tuned into? 
Well, of course, me being an Oregon duck, it would be the Civil War. Yeah. And, and it's in Corvallis this year. Corvallis this year. And unfortunately, I'm picking Oregon State to win. Uh, I haven't liked what I've seen of Oregon lately. Uh, that, that, that giveaway against Utah by some stupid coaching by Dan Lanning at the end of the game. And they were lucky to win last week. I, I, I think I like Oregon State a lot. They're playing at home. They're in Corvallis. They won eight. Yeah, I think Oregon State's going to beat uh, Oregon and kind of knock them out of the Pac-12 championship. Man, if they do win, wow. they want to see either a Washington or Utah, I think, that would play USC in the Pac-12 championship game. That would be huge. All right, Dave, you're the best. Let's do it again next week. That's all the time we have for today. Again, let's do this again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.